this is so exciting. I know you're used to seeing, it's not, you're not seeing things. I am Alicia Halliburton, but that's my mom, Pastor Renee, who usually is here. So I'm honored to be able to introduce this great gift of Elohim. So we are getting ready to receive the word. So we say welcome, get ready, buckle in. And I just want to say thank you to my dad, yeah, yeah, a yeah, man yeah. of integrity. <laughs> and I actually, uh, just the other day, Anaya was um, holding the drill for Dimitri. <laughs> and I broke down crying. For those of you who don't know, she the big this cry, baby. man, <laughs> we have a picture where I was holding a drill, helping him. And I think the most powerful leaders are able to duplicate themselves. So I'm just so honored and so grateful mm -hmm. to have you as my dad. I'm so honored to be here on this morning. And I'm going to sit down. So yeah. thank you. Because uh, we'll she crying and now she's trying to do this and cry. <laughs> that smile is a cry, actually. Appreciate you, Alicia. You're a great, great daughter. I appreciate you so much. Your commitment, staying committed, staying faithful, and uh, being a product of uh, your mother as a woman, wife, mother, and being a product of an ambassador. So we appreciate you so much. Okay, so now we're going to um, actually, once again, I was going to go another way. I said, okay, let me pull, I pulled some things up, you know, about what we're going to teach, and then I left it alone, so the Holy Spirit said, come back to this and uh, work on this in-time teaching. So we'll, uh, they'll show you the title page, what we're dealing with, the apocalypse, the end of the world, in-time teaching, and this uh, particular uh, area of ministry, this area of knowledge, oftentimes is looked over, is taken light. Uh, the book of Hazan called Revelation is really not read or studied and it started off said blessed is one who read it and that's because most of the time the food that's been given to the people is just for today and not for tomorrow see you can eat some stuff for today that may kill you tomorrow you can eat some stuff today and survive but in two weeks later you're going to be in a miserable condition your body's going to be racked up and messed up you can eat something today that may not show its face until a year from now and it come out not positive but very negative but if you practice a whole wholesome healthy diet healthy diet then that'll assure you that tomorrow won't be a challenge for you that you won't get no evil report they won't find something that they didn't see when you go for your physical examination so it's the same way with the word uh the word is not just for today the word is for lifetime, it's eternal. So as we get into word, as we study the word, as we teach the word, we teach the word to equip the ambassadors, the saints of Elohim, the uh, citizens of the kingdom of heaven of Yahweh, how to live a life that's pleasing him while we are here on this earth in this particular time period so that we can experience life with him here on this earth throughout eternity. So if you think about eternity and you think about what's ahead, then you won't be asking the Lord to bless me today. If I can just get by today, oh, Lord, help me today. Oh, Lord, come on in. Come on in and help us now. You know, he have already hoped us. I said that on purpose. F-A-M 1 and 3, the word said, blessed be uh, the father of Yeshua, the Messiah, who have already blessed us, already, saints, bless us. So stop asking him to bless you. He already done it. He's not going to do it again who have already blessed us with all the spiritual what? Blessings in what? The positions of those who are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Positionally, as being a citizen, we have already been provided everything that we need so that we can enjoy life richly. Timotheus said the Father have already given us all things richly to enjoy, all things richly in abundance superior in quality super abundance in quantity that we need to do what enjoy life now if the enjoyment of life have been determined by the secular world system in terms of being entertained and being a in a fan club and doing this and doing that then he's not giving us all things richly to enjoy that <laughs> he, he's, he's, he didn't give you a season ticket to the super bowl or a ticket to the soup. He didn't give you a ticket to the concert. He didn't give you uh, a, 
uh, a free pass, a VIP, VIP pass to get in the club, the nightclub. He didn't do that because that's not, that's not the lifestyle he wanted to live. So when we hear this teaching concerning end times, it's very prevalent. Many false prophets, false teachers, deceived teachers, deceived prophets, those who are being controlled by witches, warlocks, false prophets, uh, the spirit of Isabel, a.k.a. Jezebel, those spirits will tell you that doesn't matter. You just need to focus on the day. We just need to get souls saved. And that's all that matters. We get souls saved. And uh, one thing that I desire, and that is one thing I want to believe in and stand for, that is Yeshua the Messiah crucified and his resurrection. That's it. If you don't take him to the cross, you didn't preach the gospel. That's a lie. The gospel is far beyond the cross. Far beyond the cross. Cross was the means to get us in our place. Once you get in your place, then you don't stand there. It's something we have to do. <clears throat> Am I right? <clears throat> All right, so let's look at note 15. We're on the second half of the tribulation. Second half of this seven-year tribulation period we've been talking about. <clears throat> uh, point number seven is the mark of the beast introduced the mark of the beast introduced and you know that immediately uh get the attention of many because everybody want to know about the mark of the beast what's the where's the computer chip it's this is that is that well we have went in this and we're going to read this uh let's let's read our text first and i'm going to give you a little more on the mark of the beast a little more on the mark of the beast so let's look at hazan aka Revelation 13 and 16. Hazan, a.k.a. Uh, Revelation 13 and 16. 13 and 16. All right, now. Uh, we're going to move up a little bit. 15. The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast. When you see beasts, these are governments and leaders of governments working together to do certain things. You know, uh, foreign exchange. You supply us oil, we'll give you corn. Basic example. All right. He said the second beast is given power to give breath to the image of the first beast. Now, most technology, actually, that we have is a mimic of something that was created by someone, actually, in the United States back during uh, the period of slavery. Most of your inventions, you get, some people give credit to the native-born, brown-skinned people who were born in bondage, but most of it still have not been revealed. Do you actually think people are going to tell you everything <coughs> that the prisoners of war actually invented? They had inventions before even coming here. They have found evidence. Y'all know what flats are in terms of the apartment building flats? They have found evidence of flats being built. You know, people want, history won't meet, make you think that everybody live in a hut out in the jungle. That, that's a lie. All right. So the second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and call. Before I get there, my thought was China have, re, have duplicated and copied technology and multiplied it and grew it. And they practice more of the technology, technology, tech, tech, technology in terms of computers and chips and helps and apps. They do it more than in the nation. They're basically controlled uh, by digital, facial recognition, all that stuff. But many of the things they got, someone in the United States who were born again invented it. All right. So uh, you just when you hear things like this, you just go to the nation, that country who is heavily inundated with technology. And we know uh, China is, for sure. All right. Now, um, <clears throat> so that the image could speak and call all who refuse to worship the image to be killed. And this is just a system in place that uh, monitoring, we are, our words are already being monitored. Anything you speak, uh, Big Brother hear it. Also, those over in the East hear what you say every time you say it. They have technology to actually uh, penetrate the walls of your houses and look at what's going on in your house. All of that is in place now. Uh, different uh, foods we buy, our cars that are digital. They can uh, record conversations in the cars through the digital computers that's in the cars. They know where you're going. They track. Everybody know that 
everybody don't know that everything you do and say is being watched. And it's through technology. So during this uh, time, this second half of the trip, remember, the second half of the tribulation began midway when Satan said, you're going to worship me. He's actually going to get rid of the false prophet because he was just a puppet for him. That's where the devil is. He'll use you, abuse you, and get rid of you. Make a promise, and then when he get what he want out of you, he kick you to the side. He's going to do the same thing with the anti-Messiah. Yes, he is. He's going to turn. So in this second half, the whole religious world system is under the authority of the religious system that Satan, the dragon, has created through the anti-Messiah and the false prophet. Now, he says that uh, who refuse to worship the image uh, to be killed. Image. Image is very important. You remember scripts that don't have no graven images uh, before me and don't create no image or anything like this? Now, you got images all over everywhere, and people really have negated the importance of knowing what these images mean. We talk about the Illuminati. You know you got images. You know if you look at Apple and all your major corporations, everybody got an image or a symbol. And if you trace these symbols back, you'll go back to a Greco-Roman, African, or European false deity. Y'all getting this? So the image that Satan is going to come up with actually is already here. It's already here. All right. So he says, um, it will also force all people great and small, rich and poor. You see, this encompasses everybody. Rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, when he said name of the beast or the number of his name, the word name, actually a shin mim in the Hebrew, the original text, uh, name is spelled shin mim. Uh, one of the meanings of shim is uh, to destroy or consume, and one of the meanings of mim, when it's in a negative uh, tense, is to is chaos. It's chaos. Y'all catching this? Now, name also means, based on lexicons, is character, reputation, honor of a person, and <clears throat> what they stand for. What is the true nature of that person? <clears throat> now, name have been used throughout the Bible that came from the Greek perception of theology to replace the word authority. Uh, Yeshua, a.k.a. Jesus, <clears throat> we always were taught to bless his name in the name of Ju uh, Jesus, in the name of Yeshua. Uh, what, what, what about, I was ignorant too, but see, I don't stay ignorant like some people choose to stay ignorant. <clears throat> Why should I call on his name when I can call on him? Why I'm saying the name? Why don't you say Yeshua? Why? It's because a false stronghold of doctrine is set up in my mind that's been taught to me by traditional religious spirits. You got some people, oh, pastor, I, I was healed in the name. No, you wasn't. You was healed by his power. If his name could heal you, then you should be able to write the name on your body and be healed. I'm just trying to get people to think and wake up. But because name is in the Bible and not authority, when you look at it, even in the Greek, uh, the word for name means authority or ability. And in the Hebrew, it means power and authority. The provider of peace and protection, shin, in the positive tense. Mim, the anointing. The anointing and presence of the power, the anointing and the presence of the provider of peace, protection, and provision have made you whole. You getting it? All right. So if we understand that, then if we see uh, Shem in the Hebrew text, we'll know what he was making reference to. He wasn't talking about L-A-R-R-Y. He was making reference to the person who have provided a covenant of peace, protection, and provision, making reference to the spirit of life, the anointing that is released from the Father who provides peace, protection, and provision. Heal your mind. 
You seeing it? But we have been dumbed down through the Greco-Roman theology. It was done on purpose. So this mark he's talking about, the word mark actually is the Hebrew word tav, spell of uh, tavav. It's tav. It would be connected to a covenant. When I'm connected to a covenant, my thinking is identifies with that covenant I'm connected to. So the word mark is just a basic term, but if you go to the meaning behind it, it has to do with me making a pledge, a vow, a oath, a promise, a commitment to a particular deity to agree with how that deity think and the way they do things. So as a person think in their heart and in my heart if I have a covenant agreement that I made an oath that I've made a pledge that I made a, a a commitment that I made to someone other than Elohim then my thinking is based on that source that I have come into agreement with that's why he said you can't have nobody else in you with me don't make no images don't do that don't worship the hosts of heaven we'll get to that after a while it's the way a person think. Then he said the hand in the Hebrew, the word hand is yod. You spell the tenth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, yudalet, yod, and it means power and ability. That dalet is there because dalet means that power and ability have access. And dalet also means culture to control a set of behavior patterns how people think, what they eat, what is the form of entertainment, culture, a common religious belief. The common religious belief in the set pattern of this deity has been given access to the person who agree or come into conformity of what this particular deity organization believe in. So now, because of how I think, this is what I do. Everybody do things as a result of how you think things. As a person think in their heart, not just as they think, the heart must be controlled by the thoughts that's in the mind. If, and when the heart is controlled by the thoughts that's in the mind, the acts are committed and acted out. You, you can't get away from that. So there is no mixture. There is no mixture. Thinking and doing based on this government protocol, this government culture, this one world religion, this one world uh, economy system, this one world way of doing things. All this division, he's going to bring an end to that. Satan going to say, listen, I know you had the church of the north, you got the church of the south, y'all got the mask over here, and you got the cathedral over there. All that's, that's no longer in existence. We got, we are, we are one world now. We are the world. We are one. That's going to come into a manifestation. That was a prophetic song that uh, came from the, uh, the, dog, the kingdom of darkness. I mean, not the kingdom, but the real of dark, realm of darkness. And that song is still in people's heart. And the first, when you hear it, oh, we won, we won. But ain't no one said that the Holy Spirit is the one who calls us to be one. Music cannot bring unity amongst the people of Elohim, nor did the Father ever use music to bring unity. He said, how good and how pleasant it is, those brethren who live together in unity. And he began to talk about the awe that ran down the beard of Aaron, even to his garments. I mean, and that, uh, that awe was the anointing. From one blood he called all nations. Only the blood of Yeshua can bring unity. Only the presence of the Father can bring unity. There is no other way to get it done based on his will. Well, pastor, uh, bishop, doctor, what about the book of Genesis? Well, the book of Bereshit, a.k.a. Genesis chapter 11, talk about the power, Tower of Babel, did it not? And the Father said, if I don't go down there and stop them, they gonna, these fools going to try to do this thing and get destroyed trying to enter into heaven in a physical body the devil just want to want them to build it so he can get rid of him and bring him another uh, a nation of people on earth so what did he do he said i just confused the language because they won but the oneness that 
uh, what brought about or the source of their wantonness was evil. And evil always end in confusion and chaos. So if the Holy Spirit and the blood of Yeshua is not bringing people together and being citizen, anything else that's used will end in confusion and chaos. I can show you in this same book where he said even their song, their musicians, their psalmists and their harps, I'm going to destroy it all, get rid of all of it. It won't be heard no more in Babylon. The music you hear today will not be heard when the government of kingdom come on this earth. The music that you hear today after the tribulation period, when this ends, what we're talking about now, you'll never hear the songs any longer. Read the book. It's right in there. So don't be so caught up in your favorite musician and what you're doing and all that stuff. And you know they put all everybody in some kind of heaven. I don't know which one. But don't get caught up in it. You'll never hear it again. It, it didn't come from the government of the kingdom, and you'll never hear it again. So he said, for, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the what? They had what? Submitted to the government of Satan. They wouldn't let you in basketball games just a, a short, just a few months ago if you didn't get the jab. Some of y'all would get fired if you didn't get the jab. That's, that's the mark of the beast. And then pastors getting grants <laughs> to issue out the jab, getting a part of the money, telling their people, well, you need to do this for everybody. Well, you need to. And then you will turn around with them same lips and tell me to trust in the Lord. Why, why are you telling me to do something you don't do? You telling me to trust in the Lord, but you taking paydays from the government. The whole medical industry of Satan showed their face and the power that they have. NBA basketball players uh, uh, being set down, couldn't play. All kind of stuff going on. When you make a stand against this present-day Babylonian system, they will come after you. And then church people just, oh, yeah, y'all should this, or you should that. I saw one, I was watching something, uh, one denomination. I used to be in it. And how they were just talking about how that uh, the founder, and he, he was a powerful man, believe me, located uh, ministry right here in Memphis. A uh, powerful man, casting demons out. They got wheelchairs and canes lying all up on the wall where people came in and got healed. This brother would be praying, and demons would literally begin to scream and people coming out. Right behind talking about that, they had two young ladies talking about getting a jab. Hold on now. Hold on. What happened? What? Somebody need to tell me what happened. So they could not buy sale unless they had the mark, which is the name, the character, the reputation, the authority of the government, or the number. Now, when he went to number, most theologians missed it because they didn't know, they did not, they didn't have any knowledge of Gemetra. They didn't have any knowledge of the ancient Hebrewic sages, the scholars who were responsible for the reproducing of Scripture. Not the Greeks, way before the Greeks now, no Greek language around nowhere. They were responsible, and they uh, were led into a numbering system so that they wouldn't take on the systems of the world. They were solely committed to in, in pr producing law and culture that would represent the Father. So what they do, they went back to the original language, the Hebrew Olivet. Aleph, one. Biet, two. Gima, three. Dalet, four. Hai, five. Bob, six. And I know that they got this from the Holy Spirit. If you look at Tehillim, a.k.a. Psalms 119 in that area, you will see those letters that was in original script, and right below those letters, it will accentuate the meaning of it. You catching it? So it wasn't no, 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 no council of Rome that did this. It was a council of the courts of heaven that had these numbers. Numbers are very important. They're prophetic, and they bring order, so that when you hear a number, immediately... The people knew what this number meant. Now, 
the, mark, the name of the beast is 666. Uh, six uh, come from the Hebrew alphabet Vav. It's spelled to Vav. And it means to connect or establish by way of giving allegiance to, making an oath to, making a commitment to, coming in covenant with. Are y'all hearing what I'm telling you now? Six, coming in covenant with satanic government, mind, will, emotion, spirit, soul, and body. You catching this now? The body physical part is for a man to change his body through operation to reflect the body of a woman. For a woman to have herself operated to resemble the appearance of a man. For a man to deny his masculinity, his carriage, and how he handled himself, and take on the carriage of a woman. For a woman to deny her femininity and the favor that she has been blessed with. To deny her royalty as being a Masa Izanigad and take on the personality, the carriage, and ways of a man. Physically, you would think this was a woman, but it's actually a man. You're catching it? That's giving out total, sold out, total allegiance to Satan himself, who is in all the images you see on Satan of Satan, Baphomet. He not only have breasts, but he also have a penis. He is male and female. You will see this on uh, the Baphomet symbols and emblems. Beyonce wear a dress made like Baphomet. And that's some of y'all favorite singles still. That's why you don't get no power manifested in your life. And the father have to deal with you just like a little child. Can't trust you with stuff because he know you're already committed sacred against his covenant. And it's his favor that's giving people a space, a time period to repent. He's not willing that any should perish. Not any should perish. And you, get, you see a lot of stuff going on, people doing stuff, and it appears they're getting away with it, doesn't it? It's not a getaway, it's a judgment. And the father's saying, I don't want, I don't want you to go into eternity. I, I, will, I will let you live. I will let you live. I will let you do this. I'm going to get my word to you. And it's my will for you to make a decision. He knows people won't. But his will is so full of pure love for his creation, even though he knows the people who would reject him and not change, he still gives them opportunity to breathe his air daily in case they do. He knows it's not. But his love drive him to say, in case they do. His justification drive him to say, when they stand before me, I can't have no nothing that I did not do to help them. I cannot look within myself and see anything, whereas I didn't reach out to them and give them what they did not deserve from Jump Street. So don't ever think that anybody's getting away with anything. I don't care how big the organization is. All right, so that they could not buy sale unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number. The person who have what? Insight. The person who have what? Insight. People got all kind of meaning of numbers that did not come from Scripture. The only way that you can deal with this text uh, in a sound doctrinal way is to know the geometric uh, system and what the letter, the number six mean, where it meaning come from. Six, six, six. You catching it? And you can go on the internet and get meanings of six. What well, six means that five mean grace. Five doesn't, it may mean grace in the uh, secular humanistic religious realm, but it do doesn't mean grace coming from the word. No, it doesn't. <laughs> five is a revelation of heaven to reveal, to expose heaven on earth. Your will be done on earth just as it is in heaven and then the number six vow follows that and if his will is being done on earth just as it is in heaven it's because those who are who are doing his will have connected and submitted and made covenant to him and him alone y'all catching this all right so 13 16 through 18 did i go through 18 yeah that's it all right now 
That's the uh, mark, the mark. Now, go over to, um, let's look at this right here. Uh, go over to, uh, is it the Biram? Uh, Shemot. I think I want to go to Shemot. On your way there, yeah, go to Shemot. Uh, 20. I think it's around 20 and 6. Let's look at, let's, let's, uh, what is Shemo? Exodus? 20 and 6, right? Uh, uh. Uh, 20 and 3. Now, in Greco-Roman theology, th these are known as the Ten Commandments, right? They are not the Ten Commandments. These are laws, ten laws, foundational laws, ten, yud. Dalet on the end of the yud, meaning what? Access to the what? Teaching of the government of the kingdom. And by way of having that teaching, whatever he teach, whatever word he say is his law, and law established what? Culture. So it's access that will result in culture being developed in the people who hear these laws which govern culture. His power is released in them. Yud. Ten national laws, whereas the power of the Father would be released in those who would give him access to develop a culture in the people who would receive them. Getting in there? That's, that's what those are. Ain't no Ten Commandments. Those are ten national laws that's necessary to formulate what? A nation. You seeing it? Now, the first law, the first law have two parts. I'm, I'm talking about the image still, okay? Let me just work on this a little bit more. The first law has what? Two parts. Now, he says here in verse 2, I am Ahaya Asher Ahaya. That's what I am in the Hebrew is Ahaya Asher Ahaya. We hear about the Father's name and revealing himself by Ahiah, Asher Ahiah, to Moshiach. The man he would use to lead a nation, right? The man that he gave the national laws to. And Ahiah, Asher Ahiah, he said, you let Pharaoh know that the mighty prince who have revealed himself from heaven in the earth sent you. Tell that joker that. Tell that Negro that when you go down and talk to him. Now we hear it again. We see it again. When you see I am, that's the mighty prince, the mighty ruler who have revealed himself. So uh, Lord Yahweh, Elohim, or El, sovereign ruler. So he said, Ahaya Asher, Ahaya Yahweh, your sovereign ruler, who brought you out of Mitzurim translated English, out of the land of slavery. Here we go. You shall have no. But notice he started off with who he was or who he is. You seeing it? Now, Aleph, the first Aleph, the father who ruled and governed by the power, the spiritual power and authority of his word. I left pay, I left uh, Lamed pay. Authorities in there. That's I left. So he's, he, he, who is talking to them now is the father. They knew about his authority. They knew about his power. They knew he was a source of creation. Now, within I left, again, the first you have two. Well, why is that, Pastor? Well, the Holy Spirit revealed that to me uh, about 30 minutes ago. You spell father what? Aleph, but yet, the first law, national law, was given by the father of the law. All the Hebrew, that's why the Hebrew, let me say this, alphabet is referred by the Hebrew alphabet because it's the father's word. Nobody made this up. So now we see it's the father. First thing he do is give commandments related to himself. The second part of that, but yet, Father, I left, 
is, you shall have no other gods before me. You see it in there? So, but yet mean what? Family. What's inside the family or controls the family? What controls a person? But yet you, Tob, you, there's a power, there's ability, and that thou let us in you, been given access. Tob is what? Covenant. That's where the mark come from. Who I am in covenant with controls the inside of my thoughts, of my heart. As a person think in there, so are they. You getting it now? So he is saying here, because I'm your father's source, then you cannot have any other false deity in your thinking, in your heart, along with me. Now, we say we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Laws have not changed. You're catching this now. This image of the beast is in direct violation of the first law that he gave to the nation that would represent his nation in the earth. So we have to understand the mandate of the nation of Israel. It wasn't to be a, a land for the Jews or a set-apart group of people. Their mandate was to reveal the culture, authority, and power of the kingdom of heaven through keeping these laws in the earth, thereby other nations would see the Father in manifestation through his people and want to become a part of the nation. That's what it's all about. You get all this stuff on YouTube where this, this tribe was Mexicans and this tribe was Indian and these were the Japanese. They focus more on ethnic backgrounds and, and, and ethnic groups than they focus on the mandate and why the Father even chose it. He chose them to be a what? Holy nation. A royal priesthood. Do anybody have anybody ever read uh, Beyed K for 2 and 9, a.k.a. 2 Peter 2 and 9? Have you read that when he said you were chosen generation, a holy nation, a royal priest? Have you not read the scripture? It's the same mandate with the same laws. Just because you're in the so-called grace age and do what you want to do doesn't mean that you can violate the law. But people are doing it daily. Other deities in there, they come in, soul ties are developed. One, the power of music, music have the ability to develop soul tie to the person who uh, the music was rendered to. This is why people still talking about uh, Michael Jackson and Prince and this and that. They talk about more about them than they do about me, than they do uh, relative to the word and living by faith. Why? Because there's a soul tie. And the soul tie will stay there to death, remain as a product of judgment that you did have another deity in your head. I didn't do it. You chose to do it. And many people like that because of the lack of backbone in shepherds who are responsible for everything that go on in that congregation. Shepherds are responsible to teach the elders to teach. Shepherds are responsible for making sure that the prophets are prophesying truth. Shepherds are responsible to make sure that emissaries are establishing ministries and congregations for the Lord and not themselves. Shepherds are responsible for all the governmental gifts that's in the congregation. They are responsible for the souls and the minds of the people. But people want to bring, bring that down to a teacher or a leader. And because shepherds have been threatened by the people, who they are manipulating to get money out of, they can't teach the truth. They're losing money. Be left with this big bill on this building because folk would pack up and leave. They will reject truth and leave. That's happening right now. And watch, well, y'all, hopefully you won't be here on <laughs> Triple H period if you stay alive. So he says you're not to do that. Now, um, let's go. Zephaniah 1, here's another one to share with you. I'm going to Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 1, and verse, um, let's just start at verse 1, Zephaniah. You got it? Huh? Let's look at this. We're doing too much, it's too much mixing going on. But pastor, 
so-and-so doing this, and you didn't say nothing. Pastor's saying something all the time. Pastor's not responsible for that person's will and the choice they make. Pastor's responsible to do the same thing the Father do. Keep teaching, keep teaching. If they die in that state and go to hell, that's them. There's nothing on my hands. There's nothing on the Holy Spirit's hands. Y'all getting it? I don't kick folk out of the congregation. Excommunicate. For what? The Father's not willing they should perish. So we have to do the same thing. That doesn't mean we allow homosexuals to sing, play, dance, jump, allow old drunkards to be up and reading scriptures and old whoremongers to be called themselves praying. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. No, sir. No, no, and no. It's not happening. <laughs> All right. Zephaniah, the word of Yahweh came to Zephaniah. What you in it? New King James? Verse 1. Chapter 1, verse 1. I'm in the, uh, okay, I'm in the NIV too. The word of Yahweh came to Zephaniah, son of Cushi, the son of Gedaliah, uh, the son of Amariah. That's his middle name. No, this is Joseph's middle name. The son of Hezekiah, during the reign of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah. I will sweep away everything from the face of the earth. Now, this is going to happen. It happened then, and it's going to happen again. From the face of the earth, declares Yahweh, I will sweep away both man and beast. I will sweep away the birds in the sky and the fish in the sky and the idols that cause the wicked to stumble. When I destroy all mankind on the face of the earth, declares Yahweh. I will stretch out my hand against Judah and against all who live in Jerusalem. I will destroy every remnant of Baal, worship in this place, the very names of the idolatrous priests, those who bow down to the what? Bow down on the roofs to worship the starry hosts. You see all this in Illuminati symbols, Eastern star, Masons, Shriners, fraternities, sororities. They all got their symbols, and most of them got stars in them representing demons. But we just think it's okay. Those who bow down and swear by the Lord, you say, but you also bow down to somebody else through your commitment. Y'all seeing this? who also swear by Molech, Hebrew, Makin, those who turn back from following the Yahweh and neither seek Yahweh nor inquire of him. Be silent before the sovereign Yahweh, for the day of Yahweh is near. Yahweh has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated those he has invited. Y'all read some more of that. The next time you run out here to a nightclub and then speak in tongues on Sunday morning, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, hey, that's you. That's you, but think about it. That's a direct breaking of the second half of the first national law that govern us as citizens. This is why so many people can't get breakthrough because who you're tied to. You, you can't get over the hump because who you are tied to. You, you can't get complete restoration because you got something else on the inside of you. All right. Point number eight. I spend, I'm going to spend more time on it when I talk about the beast, the false prophet, and the dragon. Mark of the beast. Number eight. Two witnesses' ministry began in releasing of plagues. Look at Hazan, a.k.a. Revelation 11 and 3. 11 and 3. How many have heard of the two witnesses? If, if, even if you just read your Bible, you, you know about the two witnesses. All right? Got quiet then. Y'all do read, don't you? You reading? You reading or you, you singing? Singing, singing. Oh, I'm singing in the heavenly choir. Na, 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 na. Doing more of that than reading. Check this out. And I will appoint my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days. What's 1,260 times two? 42 months, right? Hmm? That's, that's what he's talking about. That's uh, three and a half years. Y'all getting it? That's the second half of the tribulation period. Clothed in sackcloth. And they're not going to have literal sackcloth on. Remember, he's using symbols to teach us something. In other words, they will be very humble. See, sackcloth was an indicator of the broken 
and submitted heart on the inside. So in the Tanakh and prior to Yeshua going through the process and getting us born again, many outward things were displayed to represent what a person thought on the inside. All right. Clothed in humility. They are the two olive trees and the two lampstands. And they stand before Yahweh or Lord Adonai of the earth. If anyone tries to harm them, fire comes, down, comes out from their mouths and devours their enemy. This is how anyone who wants to harm them must die. They have power to shut up heavens so that it would not rain during the time they are prophesying. And they have power to turn the waters into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they want. Y'all see that? Now, when they have finished their testimony, the beast, the government, Satan's government, that comes up from the abyss will attack them, overpower, and kill them. That's after their ministry is over. But watch this. Their bodies will lie in the public square of the great city, the one world government, wherever the location is going to be at, which is figurative called Sodom. Are, are y'all reading this? Sodom is representing. Uh, the LOMOP community and how much control they have. Egypt, a Mitzrim, is worshiping all these false deities. Easter, it, 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 they didn't start, the, the Romans didn't start Easter. Black folk did in Africa. Horus and Osiris, all this go, goes back to Africa. All right? All this idolatry, false worship, Africa, Bumbada, and KRS-1, they went to Egypt, Mitzurim. They went there and got those beats when they started hip-hop. They understood the covenant of the priests. They, and the enemy gave that to them. Now, that music style is impacting every race of people. Anytime you have something that powerful and the Father is not being glorified, it is not producing holiness, it is not pushing for integrity and honesty and righteousness. It came from the dragon Satan himself. So I don't claim that as our culture, as being a native-born brown-skinned person. It's not my culture. I mean, everybody, doom. You go to China, doom, doom, doom. You go to Europe, doom, doom, doom. Australia, doom, doom, doom. That music, and it's in Scripture. It's right there. If, if I have time, I'm going to show it to you. Read it for yourself. The Father's going to get rid of all of it. Y'all getting this? All right, that's what he's making reference to. Out of worship and homosexuality. Hopefully it won't take my YouTube, my, my stuff off Facebook. Well, elemental P. Now, I, let's, let's be smart like they are. Figure that out. Their bodies will lie in the public square of that great city, that government, that one word. Remember, great city is making reference to a government. Without government, you have no city. And I'm studying something on Jerusalem now, the holy city. It's, it's, it's good, good, and good, good, good. I had to just get up the other day, three, four hours. I'm still, man, this is good. Anyway, a great city, which is figurative, called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. Yeshua was crucified in Golgotha, you're right outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is going to be called Sodom and Egypt because of Satan declaring that he is God, him setting up a government right there. He's going to take that headquarters. And what's significant about Jerusalem are the mountains. So when you read mountains in scriptures referring to government again, Mount Mor Mor Moriah, what are the two mountains? Mount Moriah and Mount Zion is where Jerusalem is located at. You're catching this now. Talking about two mountains representing government. And the transition from the government to the new government, which is the kingdom of heaven coming on earth. All right. Now, he says that they will, uh, where it? For three and a half days, some, uh, three and a half days, for three and a half days, some from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse to bury them. The devil said, no, leave them alive. Put them on display. Where do you think these tactics come from? Different nations going in and leaving head cut off, hanging on trees and stuff, warning people you come in here, this is what's going to happen to you. The inhabitants of the earth, the inhabitant, he didn't say 
uh, this particular area because uh, most of the Christian teachers and pastors try to exempt the United States from being Babylon or part of this prophecy. And it's just, no, bro, you right in there because the same folk was in Europe are here. It's not about the land. It's about the people occupying the land. Land is land. The earth is the Lord. It don't belong to none of y'all. All right. So he says, the heaven and earth will glow over them, will celebrate by sending each other's gifts. They're going to have a party because these two prophets had, tor that had tormented those who live on the earth. But after the three and a half days, three and a half, seven years, three and a half. See the father working on his three and a half? Three and a half days. Uh, where The breath of the life from Elohim entered them. And they stood on their feet, and terror struck those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud. This cloud is not talking about the clouds you see in the sky. It's a, a mass amount of angelic being and the saints. While their enemies looked on, at that very hour there was a severe earthquake. And a tent of the city collapsed. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake. And the survivors were terrified and gave glory to Elohim of heaven. The second one has passed and the third is coming. Meaning I'm not through yet. So people think we're living in the tribulation period right now. Boy, you better wake up. Now these are the releasing of the two, uh, the witnesses. Now some say these are, this is Elihu and Moshiach. People got different perspectives on it because Elihu is the one who prophesied and it didn't rain. Y'all remember that thing? And Moshe, through the, his rod, issued out plagues up on Egypt, ancient Mitzrayim, ancient Kemah. Y'all remember that? And we know Elihu was taken up by a chariot from heaven. It wasn't a chariot. Those are symbols that were using. He was taken up by Malachim's angels into heaven. Moshe, when he died, Malachim's angels came to get his body. And the devil was there contending. You can't take that. And they just looked at us and said, Lord, rebuke you. Fool, you think you will. Now, we, <laughs> I mean, letting you do stuff, he using you to do stuff. Now, don't think, <laughs> don't get in your system that you're going to tell him what he can and cannot do. We're here on a mission. I'm not rebuking you. I recognize who you was. This is, that's a teaching on, on rebellion. These, these leaders, these spirits from heaven, they recognize that I didn't create you, nor ordain you, nor give you a position. Since I didn't do that, then I'm not going to rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you, who gave you your position, who created you, who anointed you. That should, and see, y'all remember I told you about some past things that happened, and I wouldn't say nothing? I didn't call that man. The father did. See, and the scripture said that they dare not spoke evil of dignitaries. They still recognize that the Lord created you like he created us. You the fool. We're not going to be a fool. We, we know the light. We're not going to fall, fall in the area. That's what it really came for because if they had within themselves dealt with him, they would have failed immediately. You, you got to watch the devil. That joke is slick on top of slick. I say slick on top of slick. Point number nine. The ministry of the Malachans or messengers, ambassadors from heaven preaching the gospel. Uh, see, we're not going to finish. Go to Matthew 24. Matthew 24. 24. Got to get some more. Matthew 24. Uh, now, he's going to talk about when the end going to come. Okay. Uh, we're going to look at 13. Matthew 24 and 13. Now, this is end time teaching. Now, the tribulation, that's going to happen. That's going to take place, right? People, mankind, will not complete the assignment. We will not complete our assignment in preaching the gospel to all nations. The end end is judged by what Yeshua is getting ready to tell us. Doing it, we know at the end of the tribulation period, 
Yeshua is going to accept him coming. We know he's coming back then, right? Visible. Well, how do you know when we get to the end? Where in the beginning, you know you ain't got for seven years. That's pretty simple. So what we need to watch to determine whether or not like this war, that war is going on in Israel, is about to come to an end. And that's not World War III. I told you that then. Told you from the word, that's not the beginning of World War III. I don't care what they out here teaching and all that kind of stuff. You got to watch Russia. All right. So he says, verse 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. See, lawlessness and iniquity, even those who were committed. I'm in verse 12. 20, Matthew 24, verse 12. I think I'm in the NIV. All right. Or New King James. I'm not using NIV because it's so great. I use it because it changed the archaic uh, words, but you have to watch it. You have to watch all of them. Remember, they came from Greek. Because of the increase of the wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. I thought you just confessed uh, Yeshua, a.k.a. Jesus, and bleeded uh, Father, uh, raising from the dead, you'll be saved. So I'm not right. Why is that the only text that say that, by the way? Have y'all noticed that? That, that? All the other texts, you see it's conditional. But the one saved, always saved, took one verse coming from a Greco-Roman thought process to make people think, that's it, you saved, you're going to hell, and I don't care what you do. Biggest, biggest lie, biggest lie. And this, and this what? Gospel, basar, basar, basar. But yet, one, what comes from Shin Resh, the prince? The covenant of the prince that he have exposed, his authority, his covenant. We come into that covenant when we are born again. That's the gospel. Hey, listen, the covenant is made available. You can be restored back to your right position, I mean, to your position of righteousness in relationship to the Father and get your authority back. That's the gospel. Until, and this gospel of the what? Not Christianity. Not Christianity. Christians think they got the gospel. We just got to get them saved. What about the other part? What about bringing to the knowledge of the truth? The knowledge of the truth, where the word Christian come from? Knowledge of the truth, where did the New Testament come from? Who ordained it? Who put it together? Knowledge of the truth, where the Bible come from? Who told them to burn those other books? I was looking at some this morning. I, 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 think, I think it's hell, some type of title. Let me see what this title is. God, look, I said, that's, that's pretty good there. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's good. But I didn't get a release to teach it. I'll probably close it up. It has to do with the doctrine of hell or something like that. But that's where all of that come from. Now, let me go back here. Get some good stuff. All right, now. We're in the scripture. We're reading scripture, right? Verse 14. So, and this gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom. The king and his dominion. He only have one will. All right. Will be what? Preach to the whole world as a testimony to all nations, then the end will come. We're not going to complete it. Let's see who is going to complete it. It's going to be, be completed during the last half of the tribulation period. And we have that in Revelation, I mean, Hazan, a.k.a. Revelation 14. Let's look at it. Fourteen and what? What the notes say? Fourteen and six. Mm-hmm. We're going to fourteen and six. And I'm getting ready to close now. Now, if you know, that's actually when people wake up and stop balancing their checkbooks and stuff. They're ready to be entertained. I'm not against preaching. I'm against this entertainment-type preaching. I got some YouTube preaching hard. Then I saw another Malachim angel flying in midair, and he had the what? The what? See, gospel didn't side with Christians. He had the what? Eternal, eternal gospel to proclaim.
to those who live what? On earth, this during the last half of the tribulation period, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, fear Elohim and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. They're going to finish it during the second half of the tribulation period. Then it's going to be wrapped up. Right toward that end, all the way toward that last day of that year, that's when they're going to be preaching. The last day of the year, we're going to get to that and what's going to happen. The final day and what's going to happen. Okay? All right. So we're out of time. We finished it. We're out of time. We didn't finish. We appreciate you. Now, for those watching by way of YouTube or television broadcast, those who are watching by social media program or platforms, we don't have no program, platforms, uh, we encourage you to call upon Yeshua. Ask the Creator to forgive you. He will do it. He don't want you to perish, believe me. He wants you to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth, that there is one ruler, one mediator, not the priest, one mediator between Elohim and man, kind, and that is the man, Yeshua, who gave his own life, his own blood, as a payment for the eternal penalty of death that was released on all mankind when our father, Adam, committed high treason and brought sin into his seed. That's the truth, beloved. You don't need no music. You don't need no smoke. You don't need no rapper, no entertainer to talk to you. You just need to listen to the Holy Spirit as he deals with it. And I'm believing that you'll make the right choice. Shalom.